0: This morning, because the Lord has done so much for us, I, I just want to share just a few things, but what a powerful time in prayer. What a powerful time in prayer to know that God is moving, that God is doing, that God is creating, that God, the God who created the heavens and the earth is still in the business of creating miracles for you. But I want to share just a couple verses with you in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 21. Do you not know? Have you not heard? Has it not been told to you from the beginning? Have you not understood since the earth was founded? He sits enthroned above the circle of the earth, and its people are like grasshoppers. He stretches out the heavens like a canopy and spreads them out like a tent to live in. And he brings princes to naught and reduces the rulers of the world to nothing. No sooner are they planted, no sooner are they sown, no sooner do they take root in the ground than he blows on them and they wither and the whirlwind sweeps them away like shaft. Verse 25, To whom will you compare me? Or who is my equal, says the Holy One. I love that. Because those are fighting words. Those are fighting words. To whom will you compare me? Who is my equal? You tell me who's like me. So he says, lift up your eyes and look to the heavens who created all these. He brought out the starry hosts one by one and calls forth each of them by name. God is so awesome that he is able to name every single star and called them into being. He calls forth each of them by name. It's not because a whole bunch of gases decided to get together in the universe and all of a sudden they exploded and they created the star. No, God says, I've called them into being. They were nothing before that. Nothing. And I call them into being. And he's done each of them by name. Because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. So why do you complain, Jacob. Why do you say, Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord and my cause is disregarded by my God? I love this verse here because think about what it says. Why do you complain? Why do you say my way is hidden from the Lord? My cause is discarded by my God. Here's what Isaiah is telling us. You may think that God is hidden. You may think that God is nowhere to be found. You may think that God is hiding in your time of need. But the Bible says all you have to do is look up at the stars and see that every single one of them is by design, and so are you. Every single one of them has a purpose, and so do you. If you're sitting there wondering, why is God hidden from me, look around you. Just the other day I was sitting down outside and I looked up at the trees And immediately I remember what the Lord told me one time. He said, and this was years ago, I was waiting for my sons. They were there at football practice, and and I'm waiting to pick them up. And God told me, he says, Pete, look at the tops of the trees. And I said, God, stop picking on my height. It's not funny. He told me, he says, you look at the tops of the trees. And I said, I can't look at the tops of the trees. And he reminded me, he says, I am so in love with you that I will finish the details that you'll never see. He could have just put an emptiness up there. He could have just cut them all flat. But no, he finished them. Even the tops of the trees have detail of his creative work. And I'll never see it. That's how much he loves us. That he is doing all of this and so when you get discouraged you start to wonder where is god why is he hidden you look around look at the trees look at the stars look at all this beautiful thing that he created just just the other just yesterday as we were driving home we saw the beautiful sunset so beautiful look around you because the god who created all of that is with you why do you complain Why do you say that his ways are hidden? Verse 28 Do you not know? Have you not heard the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth? Have you not heard? Don't you know that the Father, the creator, is interested in you? And the Bible says that he sits upon us, upon the circle of the earth, and looks down like we're like grasshoppers. And it's not because we're insignificant. It's because he's so big. It's not because we are nothing to him. It's because he's so big that he sees every detail of our life. And he says this he will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. I want you to know that God is not as tired as you. We do get tired. I'll tell you this. I've learned this personally when I went through eight years of time fighting my thoughts and the battles that I was facing. You get tired because faith is hard work. Faith is just you got to keep pressing through. But God, it's not working. You got to keep pressing through. But God, no answer. You got to keep pressing through because you have no idea how God is going to bring it together. That's why he says his understanding, no one can fathom. I'm telling you, when we look back and we see what God has done in our life, it should make us laugh, just like when Lisa was facing that dark moment a year ago. She didn't see how the story would end. When she's laying there in the hospital, she didn't think, hey, praise the Lord, in a year I'll give a testimony. No, she didn't see that because we can't understand how God is going to do these things. But he will. He will. He gives strength to the weary. I love that. Because, you know, we do get tired and we do get weak. We're human. We're not God. But the Bible says that he gives strength. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. (laughs) How awesome is God that in your weakest moment, he comes there, stands by you, and lifts you up, says, you can do this. Because you can do all things through my son who gives you strength. You can do this. Sometimes we wonder why God puts us through the things that we do. But we know that he'll never allow us to go through anything we can't handle. But I'm just sometimes tired of thinking that God thinks that I can handle more than what I think I can. It's a lot but he says that he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Verse 30, even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. I want you this morning to take this home with you. Never give up your hope in God. Never give up your hope in God. And no matter what you see, because you can be easily deceived with your thoughts. You can be easily deceived with your eyes. Remember when we first started putting we first started putting up our, our services online? Instantly I lost 30 pounds. You can be deceived with what you see on TV, and you can be deceived with the thoughts that the devil may try to plant or misunderstanding of things that you have heard or situations that you face at work these things can make us feel confused and start to wonder and question if God can God will God but the Bible says But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. I'm telling you, you will find strength again. You will find joy again. You will find hope again when you put your eyes on him and hold on. When you put your eyes on him and you hold on, it may be bumpy, but it's going to be good. Because at the end, when we get to heaven and we realize that all of these trials and tribulations that we faced was nothing compared to what we have in eternity. All of these moments that we face, we're never going to remember those things. We're never going to think about those things. The things that consume us, the things that overwhelm us are nothing but history in heaven. So that's why we hope in the Lord. That's why we trust in Him. And when we do that, the Bible clearly tells us He will renew our strength. You have to just keep hoping in God. This is the joy that I find in life that when things are hard, hope in Him. When things are difficult, hope in Him. Trust in Him and remind God who He is. You know, God, you were the one who who caused Abraham to have a son even though his body was as good as day. You know, God, you're the one who parted the Red Sea when they were stuck with the enemy behind. You know, you know, God, you were the one who made the walls fall, the axe head float, the doors open, the bread to be fixed, the water to be healed. You were the one. Remind God who he is. Because when you do that, you remind yourself who he is. And you hold on to that. So I'm telling you, hope in God. Do not give up on God. Keep believing, keep hoping. And what happens? He will renew your strength. And they will soar on wings like eagles. And they will run and not grow weary. And they will walk and not be faint. This is what God is telling us: that you do not have to play according to the rules of this world. You do not have to play according to the restrictions of this world. Who is God promising this to? The weak. He's promising this this to the tired. That they will soar on wings like eagles. And they will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. So keep hoping in God. Keep believing in God. I honestly believe this. That what happened here at the altar today is going to change the rest of your life. Because, see, that's the hope that I have in God. And that's the belief that he is doing something. And I'm not going to complain that he's hidden. I'm not going to say that he's distant. Why? Because I know that he's doing things. And when I start to get discouraged, when I start to, to feel the fear of this world come upon me, I'm going to look up at the stars and say, you have named them each by name. And if you've done all that, and if you made the tops of the trees, you made the beautiful oceans and the waters and all that stuff, if you did all that, I know that you are watching me. Your strength will come again. That's why Paul tells us that it was in my weakness that his power was made perfect in my life, that his grace was enough for me. So this morning, let's leave being strong in our hope in God. And the joy and the strength will come in. That stuff will follow. His ways seem hidden, but they're not. So this morning, like once again, he is the everlasting God. He's the everlasting God. So that's who we hope in. Amen?